0: I'm
1: gonna make
0: this place your home. Good morning and welcome to the Real Real Estate Show. I am your host, Christine Koenig.
1: And I'm your co-host, Marsha Talbot. So hey Marsha, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Have a a nice weekend. I had a niffy weekend. Um, We're doing some (laughs) renovation in the house, so that means you have to put all the things that are in one place and figure out where they go on the other place. Very nice, very nice. Now, did you consult with your local real
0: estate agent to make sure that the modifications you're making on your home uh, make sense for you?
1: (laughs) Um, No, not with another one. Right.
2: (laughs) Just this one.
1: (laughs) No, it was needed, it was needed. Yeah, I get
0: You know what, I do get some phone calls from clients saying I'm thinking of doing this, that or the other thing, whatever project They've got, um, and they're like, you know, is, is this something I should do? Is it worth it? And, um, you know, I always answer them. I say, Hey, you know, um, it, I guess my answer is this, are you planning to sell soon or are you planning to stay in the house? And are you doing this for you? or Are you doing it for resale value? Because my answer is very different depending on, on the circumstances there, right?
1: I'm laughing because my husband always accuses me of doing it for resale value, even though we are not selling your house because right. I am never moving that studio. No. I'm saying it again. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's actually it needs to be done yeah. because there's a certain time frame yeah. and things need to get done in terms of real maintenance.
0: For sure. I, you know, I am... Uh working with my mom as uh, as she's getting ready um, to sell her house. Yes. Um, and she's got a two-year time horizon on that. We're, you know, kind of working on things. But um, as we fix one thing, right, or update it, like, our eyes are open to something that we <laughs> didn't even know were there. And now we're researching the next project and, like, all the pitfalls. Like, yeah, this seems like the easy answer, but, like, what's the best answer for resale or... Um, you know, if we do this and they start to do the work but they uncover this problem it's an because older it actually house, makes sense. Yeah, it's an older house. Um, and so it's been um an eye-opening experience. Um How old is the house? Um so my parents bought the house in 1974, but the house was built in the 1920s, maybe. That I
1: realized because I know the
0: area. Yeah. So
1: and so it <laughs> yes. a, it's a ne-
0: never-ending uh, ball of stress. My mom is handling it so well. I'm so proud of her. And
1: uh, she has good guidance.
0: Yeah, and she's got a great team. We're a great team. We uh, we really try our best to help do group decision making and make sure everyone you know everyone comes at something with a different perspective. You have siblings? Well, I have one sister, <clears> and uh, so like she'll, my sister will think of something that I didn't think of, or I will you know. They'll be like having a conversation, and then when I get filled in, I'm like, "No, but w- did you think about this?" So, it's uh, it, it's back and forth. But at the end of the day, you know, we, the the goal is to sell the house. So, um,
1: and there's an an emotional aspect what, to it. The, there is an emotional <clears throat> aspect
0: me. to it. Um, but I think that my sister and I are are probably have more of that emotional aspect than my mom. She is ready to um, downsize.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's it's too much house for her. So, and I think a lot of people go through that, right? I think so. Um, children, no matter what their age is, mm-hmm. never want to sell their house and that they were raised in, which is really interesting. It is. If they're five or 25 or 45.
0: Or in my father's case, he was you know, 70 and still did not want to sell the house he grew up in. Um, and that was a you know, constant source yeah. of stress. It's uh, interesting. So that being said, um, today we are going to have a, little, a bunch of different conversations about things that come up all the time. Um, We are going to talk about um, when you are getting ready to buy a new home but already own one, right? So how to manage both buying and selling at the same time. Um, And I'm seeing more and more of that happening um, and having this conversation, um, I think, more often than I have had in the past couple of years.
1: Well, I think we're looking at people who may have moved to Warwick Mm -hmm. or in general 30 years ago, 30, 40 years ago. Their children are out of school. They may have moved away. They would like to sell their house. They may, well, you, they may have thought about moving to North and South Carolina. But <laughs> unfortunately for everybody who's there, what a, what a difficult situation. Yeah. But they are thinking of moving to another area that might be easier or thought they were easier because there isn't snow. Right. And um, they want to sell their house. They've already maybe looked and remember uh, everybody that we can help you anywhere. If you're thinking of relocating, I hadn't even thought about that as they started to say, right. it, we can help you want to go to Japan. We can get you a good qualified realtor everywhere. So think of us when, in that's, that
0: case. That's for sure. I, when I have people moving out of the area, um, you know, a lot of times people are make a decision and then, then call, right. And they maybe yeah. already made a contact or whatever. But I try to um, help people by reminding them when you walk into a real estate um, office, you really don't know who you're walking into. You could um, have, you know, have the luck of walking in and finding a seasoned agent who knows what they're doing and can help you manage your transaction from a distance. But you can also walk in and get the agent who's been a, a agent for a couple of weeks and maybe doesn't have the depth of knowledge to help you facilitate that. Have lots when, of time to help. Yeah. So, yeah. so when 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 you... Go through um, a referral from one of us. One of the things that we can guarantee you is you're going to be working with a full-time agent who's been in the business a long time, has managed many transactions, and is going to be able to really help you
1: um, with that transition, especially if you're going somewhere that's further away. And And who has been vetted by not only the relocation company, but by us. That's right. You know, we have already spoken to them and talked a little bit about your needs. So we have a relationship, even though we don't really know them. It's introductory, but it really is helpful.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, Anyway, so when you're having that conversation with someone and they say, hey, I mean, and even if it's neighborhoodly, um, I've had a couple transactions this year where I've listed someone's home and then started shopping with them and. Um, the first question people ask me is, should
1: I list my home or should I find my new house first? I think for many people, for all of us, uh, it's very hard to think of not having a place to live. Yeah. So that the panic ensues. But I, I think that you need to list the house. I think that you can do a little exploratory, say what's out there, what's the prices. Yeah. But you need to list the house because in this marketplace... If you're not on the market, you're you're, you're going to lose. I will take it a step further, which I, the way I've kind of been managing it
0: is um, I first do the market analysis on the home that they have. I give them a, a reasonable idea of what they're going to sell their right. house for, right? Give them a range so they know, right? Um, and then I say, you know, start looking online, but we need to list your house. Until you have an accepted offer, you can't,
1: you can't do you anything. Can't,
0: really put an offer in, I mean, you can legally put an offer in on anything, but that person who is selling the house that you want to buy, um, they want to know that you're, you're able to move at a, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a definitive closing date. It's not nebulous. It's not like, oh, they may sell their house sometime this year and then maybe we'll move. It needs to be finite. And, um,
1: I think that's true, but because the way in real estate lingo, it's ready, willing, and able, yeah. and the party might be ready and willing, but, but not, able. not able. Yeah, And um, though it has, people have done, it depends well, upon I mean, the marketplace. Right. It, the problem, and I don't want to say the problem, because it's,
0: it's not a problem, it's just the situation. It's that right now, things are moving very quickly. quickly it yes. is a um, seller's market, not a buyer's market. So... Um, you really do need to be in a position to buy in order to have that offer accepted. Which is good um, on the other side if your house is on the market. Yep. So you're going to sell quickly. Correct. And that's what I say. I go, you know, when you put your house on the market, um, one of the things I do, because they're like, well, what if they need to close really fast and we're not ready? I said, you know, part of what makes an offer, right, is your pr- is, is your numbers, right, your terms, but also flexibility is something that comes in. If If that flexibility is so important to you, You may have an offer that's a little, you know, a little less. I mean, it may be even more, you don't know, but that where they're able to say, I can move at your pace. I'm not in a position where I have to be out of where I am at a certain time. So know that you have a little more flexibility with my offer. And I have been putting that in when I talk to my buyers, I talk to them about how tight is your timeframe? Do you have some flexibility? Because I know inventory is low and people who are selling need to buy, but there may not be a lot of inventory where they want to be.
1: Uh, I, I agree. And also what happens is that people always focus on the price Yeah. and there's more than just the price. Terms Absolutely. are very
0: important. Terms are very important. Um, so we're going to um, talk about our sponsors right now. And when we come back, we are going to dig in a little bit more here and then maybe talk about whether or not you should sell your house or rent it out. This is Suzanne Dermony, an associate broker at Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty in the Goshen office. Whether you are a first time buyer or relocating or a seller, rest assured your journey will be a memorable learning experience. For more information, please visit my website at suzanne.dermony.randrealty.com.
3: S U S A N N E. D as in David, E R M I G N Y. Randrealty.com. Hi,
0: this is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years, and I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m.
4: Hi, this is Alan Ross of AJ Ross Creative Media, located in Sugarloaf. Tune in every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. and learn all about marketing, branding, and creating the perfect website for your business on WTBQ Radio. This is Zach Crux, Sports Director for WTBQ. Tune in every weekday morning to the Frank Truett Morning Show to get the latest news, scores, and info about your favorite teams and players. That's every Monday through Friday on the Frank Truett Morning Show right here on WTBQ.
2: W-TV-K. I'm going to make
3: this place your
1: home. Good, good morning. Sorry. We're both, we are both here. This is Marsha Talbot. And
0: Christine Koenig. I'm sorry, Marsha. No, I think
1: this is perfectly okay. Hi, everybody. So we are back. We are talking about
0: what to do or how to manage um, the process when you're both selling a home and buying a home at the same time. Um, So one of the things that has come up for me not once but twice this season uh, with this managing the process is come to some sort of an agreement and then the person who is selling, like in this case, I have the buyers. So the person who is um, is in the home that my guys are buying, they are not living up to their timeline agreements. Um, And so now I have super frustrated buyers who are panicking one set is actually homeless, living on couches of friends, um, and I cannot instill the urgency to this other side to say, "What is going on? You made this agreement. We were supposed to close at the end of August." Um, and when I talked to his, you know his agent and him last week, we we're thinking middle of October, and I'm like, "No, we're, we no." So managing the timelines um, has actually been as an agent most difficult because I'm not, I'm not in control of all the different parts, right? It's a domino effect. So the house that they're buying, they ended up with some inspection issues that took longer to resolve, right? And so instead of packing up, putting their stuff in storage and finding a place and maintaining the deadline on their contract, they just didn't pack up and haven't left. So
1: this does not happen that often. Do not panic. But it does happen. It is you a know. reality, um,
0: and, and especially in New York, we have on or about dates. And right. so, um, you know, there was a the big question about what legally can I do? And the lawyer a responded to them that until they're 30 a full 30 days past that date, we can't do anything. And even then, we can send them a time is of the essence letter, but that's still going to be another week or two. And by time we're done with that,
1: you're going to be at the closing table. Explain time of the essence because it's very specific. Right. There's a date. And if you don't close on that date, you lose the transaction, so it, right. it, it's it's problematic, and it's not anything that anybody wants often to wants to do. Nope
0: it's <clears throat> it's sort of it is that, that like last resort.
1: Yeah, but I, I think that in many cases, especially if people are planning on buying in another area, like if you if you are going south, things close much more quickly than yes. here. So we're in New York State, and it just takes a long time. Right. And my buyers are literally
0: literally at the end of their rope. They call me. They're like, my sister started (laughs) looking after me, put their offer in after we had our inspections done, and they closed already, and we're still looking at two or three weeks. How is that possible?
1: Because you're dealing with people.
0: Right. And we use the lawyers, right? And the lawyer's lawyer, and their job is to protect. Um, But the protection takes time. On both sides. Correct. On both sides. Takes Time and it eats weeks
1: into the transaction. Really, it so. it's, it's be- any time that you're dealing with people. Yeah, you know, we don't know on the other side what their needs are. Maybe Correct. somebody's not well. Maybe they haven't found what they need. We don't know that.
0: Yeah, no, and and I don't. By the way, I love that. It's we, not me. <laughs> right. And by the way, I love that we use lawyers in the state. I feel my buyers and sellers are protected because of it. Um. You know, but there is the reality that there's added time into the transaction because of it. So it's, you know, it's just a reality of buying a home in North Jersey, in New York.
1: Um, We
0: are, you know, we are areas that utilize lawyers in a real estate transaction.
1: I think uh, Connecticut, Massachusetts also. So it's the same situation. Um, But, and remember, and I think that's what you really have to look at. Is this is this, it, this is stressful even if it's really smooth? Yeah. So it is, you know. Every, everybody is under stress to move the the anxiety that comes into play, and I feel sorry that they're they're on their couch. Yeah. <laughs> the the w- friends, I house. know. And there's you know the organization, <laughs> nice friends, the, the coordination. The, it's
0: it, t- it, t- it takes a toll on on anyone going through the process. It's hard to do. Um, so one of the things that comes up also when we are talking about um, this whole process of moving, buying a new home, that I hear from my people buying is, hey, do you think that I should sell my house or should I rent it out?
1: That's a very interesting question because maybe you're not moving far away. Maybe you're going away for a year or two. Maybe you're exploring. I mean, we've had a lot of people in our area move south, Florida, um uh, the Carolinas, the Carolinas or Georgia, and then they come back. Yeah, because it is a different lifestyle. Right. It wasn't what they wasn't what they had perceived it to be there in their mind. Right. And they they miss their friends. They they miss their community. Mm-hmm. So they come back. That's something to do. If you're looking for something to say, okay, let me see what it's like. Yeah. You know. So s- rental, especially now because rental prices are definitely up. Yep. One of the things
0: that um, that I find is, you know, when I if I'm working with local families, they may even be moving a town over or trying to stay in town, but they've got a, their family has grown or their family has shrunk, and they need to find housing appropriate, uh, more appropriate for their current living situation, right? So um, they are going to be local. They're going to be right here, and they say, you know, if I have this income from from the house that I already own, um, I can still afford to buy, and then um, you know, there is there is that discussion. And so I always start by saying, have you always wanted to be a landlord, right? I try to talk to them. It, I think it's a reality people it don't is. understand. They think about what the check they're going to get each month and that, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to be putting $300 in their pocket, um, right? And then I say, so let's start through the process. Have you been a landlord before? A lot of times the answer is no. And I said, okay, um, are you handy? And there's, you know, yes or no. And, uh-huh. you know, so we start the questions like, um Trying to understand what what their end goal is, you know are you looking to generate long term um long term equity? Do you want this because you are looking for a little extra monthly income? Try to talk them through the process. How long do you think you want to be a landlord for? Um, I explain vacancy rates to them. I explain um, an eviction process to them. I explain uh maintenance that they're going to be responsible that's for. that's
1: the the biggest unknown yeah uh, you know how much maintenance uh needs to be done. Do you want to be the plumber? Do you want to be the electrician? That's correct, because you know. if you have to hire professionals to do those
0: things, um, you know, that you can really end up losing money at the end of the year by being a landlord. and um, then having people move out of the house. and this is the most recent conversation I had. I said, you you I've been in your home. you are you take care of it. It's so lovingly kept. you are you are your house is pristine. And you're going to have people come in and rent, and renters are usually harder on a home than when you own it because it's a different it's a different mindset, right? You're Not renting. always,
1: depending. Yeah. I think I understand what you're saying. I don't necessarily agree. I don't know. I've I've
0: been the daughter of a landlord for a I long know, time, and what I have seen is appalling sometimes. And I've seen right. absolute absolutely, absolutely, it goes both ways. It, it yep. really does go both ways. But you have like you have to set your mindset that your home is not going to be returned to you in the exact lo- the exact condition you rented Correct. it out in, and that there is something called normal wear and tear, right? Um, right. And you're not there. You're not there. And when someone moves out, you now need to spend money to fix that house back um, to be sale-ready or rent-ready.
1: Um, and there there are other issues um, which I think landlords aren't aware of, which is fair housing laws, Yep, and the fact that and, and and we should not discriminate. I don't mean it that way. Right, right. But there are certain rules and regulations. which do not always make it easy. Correct. And that you need to you know you need to be aware of.
0: So um, anyway, that being said, there are some situations where it makes perfectly good sense to be to rent it out um, rather than sell it. Um, and that is a decision that really only that homeowner can make. But um, I really do go out of my way to make sure I try to highlight the pros and the cons of being the landlord. Because it, it's, it's a bigger decision than, oh, look, I
1: can get a couple extra hundred dollars in my pocket. It's, it's, being a landlord is a job. It is a job, and it's also dependent, again, on the market. Yeah. So in a seller's market, then it becomes much more of a question than when it's a buyer's market. Right. Because if you look back between 2007 and 2008, Thirteen, even fourteen, or fourteen, yeah. where it was difficult to sell, or prices were depressed, or what you know, people's expectations. Um, it may have paid to rent, right? You know, so it's it's always what is of that moment when you're thinking about it. But. Yeah, and thankfully there are people who want to rent because there are a lot of people who need rentals. Oh, I we say. are in desperate need of rentals. We, we are
0: in desperate need of rentals, but I mean, I think overall we have an. A housing inventory issue, whether you're looking at renting or at buying right now, inventory is is short. I have someone, you know, looking to rent um, and having a hard time finding something that's going to suit their needs. And when they rented last time, maybe it was five or six years ago, and they cannot believe the change in the price, price. of rentals for a similar square footage place in the same town. It's, they they're feeling overwhelmed by the discrepancy of what they're paying versus what they're going to have to pay if they move when
1: they, it's the last rent. two years, yeah, last year and a half, actually, where there's been a major shift in pricing. And it's hard. I mean, there are lots of very good people out there looking to rent
0: mm-hmm.
1: who usually have a dog. All,
0: <laughs> I know. Everyone has dogs. I, and I love dogs. We have I a dog. Do <laughs> but it's very difficult to try to rent, especially if you have similar application as someone who doesn't have a pet, right? As a, As the landlord, you're looking to protect your investment. So If you're looking at pet versus no pet, right? A no pet person is more
1: likely to do less damage to the house. So, in my sarcastic manner, Uh (laughs) I saw one for no pets. Yep, and I said, "Will they take old fish?" And they said, "No pets." (laughs) Really? (laughs) Which I thought was really hysterical. Come on,
0: (laughs) it's uh, it's interesting, and you know. Sometimes you see the nuances, right? Pets maybe. I like pets maybe, because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what that means. Um, and then I have people, they have unexpected pets. And so they see pets, yes. And then they want it, like maybe a bird or, right? The landlord isn't thinking that when they say yes to pets, that that it's going to be a bird or something. They think that, cat, dog. Of course. So um, it's, it's always interesting uh, to have that discussion, not only with the people that you're working with trying to find them a rental, but then having to have a conversation with the other agent about the pets that, that the renter has, and
1: what kind of accommodations do you think we could make? Well, I have had dogs interviewed. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that's certainly something, if you say possibly a pet, mm-hmm. uh, I think pe- then you definitely want to interview the dog. It's hard to interview a cat.
0: Right. And, and I will say, I think what um, I have found ten, or landlords like is a letter from the previous landlord. Yes. Stating, you know, how how the house after that pet was in it. There are some pets that, you know, are, you know, don't weigh too much. They don't have long claws, right? They're not chewers or, and they're not barkers. They're not disturbing neighbors. And it's great. And that's wonderful. And it's, a, that's the optimal situation. There are some dogs that by nature bark a little more or have a uh, a little more and their claws will impact the flooring. And it's, it's a reality that you have to, you know, have your eyes open to.
1: We're two pet lovers, but it's true. Yeah, I mean, if I was renting, that would be a, a situation that I would want to investigate further. For sure. For sure. Um, so when we come back, we are going to talk about
0: um, some, we're going to call it wire fraud, um, which is on the increase in the real estate uh, transaction. So we're going to just kind of so. talk a little bit about that. So stay okay. tuned. We'll be right back.
3: Chris Sterritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met, whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissstarritz.randrealty.com.
4: O'Keefe & McCann is the only law firm for all your re- Real estate transactions founding partner william o'keefe will patiently guide you through every step whether you're buying or selling property commercial or residential from the first meeting to the closing o'keefe and mccann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail their dedication to a smooth closing and the pride they take in their clients complete satisfaction they are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com.
1: Hi, this is Marsha Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Ran Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant, and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marsha.brandrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Hi, this is Peter Feller
4: of AT Healthcare, your one call for the finest in home health care. Tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. to hear the latest news on everything health related because your health does matter right here on WTVQ Radio worth listening to.
2: Hi, this is Dr. David Leach, the superintendent of the Warwick Valley Central School District, and host of Your Schools. Listen every Monday at 12 noon to learn what's happening in your schools right here on
4: WTBQ Radio, worth listening to.
2: WTBQ. World.
4: Clouds will come in today. We will see a chance of showers this afternoon. We'll see a high in the mid-70s. Tonight, mostly cloudy showers and a thunderstorm in the upper 60s. Now for Tuesday, the remnants of Florence will be moving through, so we will have periods of rain. There could be a thunderstorm, and some of those could be quite strong. That heavy downpours could create localized flooding with highs in the upper 70s and rather breezy. Periods of rain continue Tuesday night and taper off in the mid-60s, mostly sunny Wednesday, upper 70s. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks meteorologist Tony Salima.
3: W-T-B-Q. I'm gonna make this place your home.
0: Good morning and welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. I'm here today with Marsha Talbot. Hi, hi. And uh, you know, Marsha Who are you? I'm Christine Koenig. Um so, <laughs> you know what we didn't do is remind people that we are in fact a call-in show. And here's the number. Yeah, 845-651-1110. So, if you have any questions today on any of the topics we're talking about, um, should you, um, you know, how to manage the sale and the buy process? Um, should you rent your house out or should you sell it? Um, we're going to talk about wire fraud now. And uh, I think we're probably going to come into a couple other little topics as we close out the show. So, we're kind of a hodgepodge today. So, any questions you have regarding any sorts of real
1: estate? We'd love to have them. I think more like a smorgasbord. Oh, I like
0: that word. It's fun. <laughs> uh, again, the number eight four five six five one 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 zero. 651 Anyway, so we're just going to get into wire fraud. Um, and I have to tell you, this is something that has only come to my attention maybe over the last three or four months. Yes. Right, Seth? Does that feel right to you?
1: It is very new and very dangerous.
0: Yes. And um, I was first, uh, we had a lawyer in the office who was talking to us um, about some sort of lawyerly topic. Um, and one of the things they had said was, hey, by the way, this is something that's happening. Um, you're going to hear more about it. But we have been putting disclaimers at the bottom of all of our emails talking about wire fraud, and you should too. Um, and, and I have seen on any legal correspondence back and forth, and banks too, that, you know, say, beware, wire fraud is on the rise. Um, and uh, I believe that we have a call-in. Can I ask who's calling,
2: please? Uh, it's Mark. Uh, good morning, Marsha. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Mark. Um, I just had a question. Um, you were talking about people renting their houses out. Is there ever a chance that people would use a property manager if they have property you know, that they're trying to manage from a long distance?
0: Oh, for sure. That happens all the time. Um, I would like you to didn't know-
2: discuss that and how that would work, and you know so all the aspects
1: we uh, in our office do not actually do property management because it's different insurance
0: right. well, as as real estate, like as a real estate agent, I'm not a property manager. However, um, if one of my clients wanted to use a property manager, the way they usually work um is they are going to be responsible for being the interface with the tenant, right? So if something goes wrong, they call the property manager, not the owner. Um, The property manager will get estimates for repairs if it's needed, um, and will then send those um, kind of estimates to the owner to okay. Um, And then that person will then manage the work, check to make sure it's been done right, and pay the vendor. Um, A lot of times for that service, um, any work that they take care of um, they get a 20% cut of, um, and a lot of time, or, or, or I think, some percentage. Yeah, I think it's um, I dependent. Know, I, I know that when my mom uses one uh, for her long-distance property, it's 20%. Um, and they collect the rents, and they get that's 20% of the rents yeah. as well, and that's how they're paid. So um, there is a a a number that you are paying for the convenience of working with that property manager. Does that answer your question, right, but Mark?
2: wouldn't it eliminate some of the stress of, you know, the owner, on the owner? It can. Knowing that they, yeah, would for, they do the screening and everything else, tenant screening and what have you?
1: I would think it would be dependent upon the the. Ad- the situation individually, right? The, I don't think
0: I actually don't think that property managers would pick your tenants. As the owner, you you are really responsible for making the final decision on who's moving in. They may screen them and weed some
2: out may, for yeah. you. It right. also might Due be initial screening, right?
1: It could be in other areas where they um, summer rentals mm-hmm. or or um, vacation rentals may work differently. That's true. You That's know, true. So I I right. think. Uh, you know, around here, as a rule, we don't have that. There are some. There yeah. are some property managers, and it's just not as strong an area because most, most of it is single-family homes owned by people currently, and they may make arrangements. Right. It's residential. Well, what about yeah. if
2: they own multiple properties? They could be investors, so on and oh, so yeah. forth.
1: Yes, they could do that.
2: Right. Right. So. so there's a need, you know, it depends where the need is then basically. And
0: it does. And it, and then in that case, it depends if the property, um, the financials can support the amount of money it takes to pay out um, on one of those um, managers, right? At the end of the day, they're in, in business to make money um, and that money is going to come out of both that monthly um, rental number um, and, you know, coordinating services and stuff like that. And they're, that all eats out of the profit motive of being a landlord in the first place. So um, it really depends on it's all on, on the financials.
1: <laughs> on the financials of each individual rental.
2: The other Yeah, thing the is, numbers would have to work, yes, right.
1: Yes. And the so, other thing is right. often they have a whole group already set up. So they have a plumber, they have an electrician, they have somebody who will plough or whatever. They have a whole background of, of people to assist in whatever uh, maintenance needs to be done. Yep, for sure.
2: So they have a team. They have a team. Then, have an a team. team. Right. Well,
1: access. I, I don't know if it's a team or they just have people that they
2: constantly. I would pull. like to call it a
1: stable. I like stable. It's
0: a stable of people that they. Oh, that sounds very good. Yes, stable. So thank you so much for your Our call, network, Mark.
2: network. You could use that as a network, maybe. A network. A of network. People. Yes, that. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah, that too. too.
0: So, anyway, thank you so much, Mark. Appreciate you calling in. Um, any All other right, questions?
2: All right. Take care. All Bye bye.
0: All right. So um, we are going to uh, continue talking about wire fraud. That's where we were at. Yes. Um, and anyway, so the point being that there is this scam. It's a scam. That's what it is. Um, but it's huge sums of money. It's there's a there's a statistic where people who are looking to build up. That uh, their first nest egg of money for their down payment, um, they may be saving up to six, seven years to to really generate um, a substantial money because you have your down payment, you have your closing costs to to buy a house, um, especially for that first time home buyer, especially
1: in our state.
0: Yep, um, takes takes some time to build that nest egg up, um, and what happens in this this scam? It's like a phishing scam, like with the PH fish, um, so it's an internet scam where you're getting close to, you know, some some milestone where you have to turn over money. Maybe it's to, you know, for title work. Maybe it is for um, the 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 actual closing, right? Like when you come to the closing table, you have to bring money with you, um, whether it's the remainder of your down payment, whether it is the, I don't want to use down payment, whether it's the remainder of the principal you're paying yourself or whether it's, you know, the cost to pay all the different people in the transaction. But that money all goes um, usually to your lawyer. And your lawyer says, hey, okay, you need to come to the closing with, say, $25,000. So most times, if it's local people, you're writing a, uh, having the bank. You're going to
1: the closing. Correct. You're going to the
0: closing closing with a check from the bank. Um, Sometimes the people involved aren't local, right? Maybe you're buying a bank-owned property or a foreclosure, and the bank is in another state. They want that money wired so they have it in hand before they release access to the home. Let's explain
1: how they're getting access to the accounts. So I think that's important. Right. So, well, they're sending an email that. Now, how do they even get the names? Oh, I don't know. They go in and they. From where? From the. But they're saying from attorneys' offices and they're hacking them. They're hacking real estate offices, attorneys' offices, title companies. Title companies. Yeah. So where we're most protected is where we think we're or most we protected. Think we are. Um so clearly that that's right. really being addressed.
0: Right. And they're they're hacking for information like closing yes. dates and things yeah. like that. I just not, wanted them not yeah. for their personal information but but actually for the transaction dates so that they can kind mm-hmm. of right. get in a day or two early and and act official, right? This letter stating, "Okay, you're set to close on this date, um wire your X dollars." To this number, and in when you wire money, what I think a lot of people don't understand is there's no getting it back, and there's no do over once it is sent, it is done.
1: So, if any, if you're close in any of those situations where you're purchasing a property, where you need to put down a, a x amount of money on contract, mm-hmm. where you're getting closer to closing, where you have to pay certain uh, the t- certain entities the title company or whatever if you get an email triple check it you call your own attorney most in our area the title company is really we we don't deal directly with the title company it is through the attorney but in other areas it's definitely so it you need to be extremely diligent and this is what's occurring because it never happened before yep i had that's just it
0: just last week, I had a client buying a foreclosure property, and the day before, um, you know, we met just to make sure that all the ducks were in a row. Everyone knew what was going to happen the next day, right? Um, and so I got the question: say, hey, you know, we—they want us to wire the money. Do we do that today or do we do that tomorrow? And I said, okay. I said, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to call your attorney. And have a verbal conversation with them. I want you to confirm the wire number, the account information that they're asking you to send it to and make sure it's right. You'll know you're talking to your attorney because you're calling them. There's going to be no,
1: no, like no intermediary,
0: right? No intermediary. And if they confirm that that's all the information they have, you're good to go. But if, if you can't get that confirmation from them, don't send money until you have it. Make sure that someone is out there confirming with the end game party that that information is accurate. Um, I can't. I can't stress that enough. Is never just wire money. Always, always, always double, triple check to make sure that that wiring. They, they call them the wiring instructions. That the wiring instructions are accurate. That the number, the accounts are dot like number for number, the right numbers, uh, because that's where people get in trouble and and can lose large sums of money.
1: Again, on te- where it's local, you're physically there. Ninety-nine percent right. of you're, the time, right?
0: And you're bringing a bank check with you to the right. closing, so you know. I, I would say that it is less than ten percent of transactions that I deal with where there are wiring uh,
1: instructions involved. Yeah, if it's out of the area, mm-hmm. if people aren't coming to the closing, mm-hmm. but most right. of the time, so again, it's diligence that really counts in this, and it's it's a little overwhelming for us because this is so new, right? This and and so out new. of the blue, like something. The first time I heard about it, I'm like, wait, what? I don't even understand how
0: that's happening, and the answer was it is happening, and you need to make everyone aware of it. So, um,
1: another another something exciting
0: to keep your (laughs) eye out
1: for. I I know. I mean, we we talk. We try to explain that sometimes there's fraud in the sense that uh, if there's uh, a for rent, right? I get that a lot. I get that a lot. There's on Craigslist. Somebody will take that information and try and and. Re, I guess what they do is repost it for less money, right? And get and and people and ask for money up front, yep. You know,
0: my last rental I had down in Hawthorne, New Jersey, I had um three different people contact me and, and ask, Hey, I you know just spoke with Jim and he said to send him the money, um, but I saw your name on the listing and I just want to make sure we were good. And I'm like, We are not good, there is no Jim, do not send the money, yeah. This rental. Is not being rented for seven hundred dollars a month, um, and I'd be happy to show it to you if you want to see it. Um, but at this point in time, you you should not be sending anyone money. And at, you know, I contacted Craigslist. I contacted our tech department um, to see what they could do to try to get that listing down. Um, it's it's kind of scary that there are people who just take stuff off the internet and spin it as their own. And um, you know, people get caught up in that stuff all the time. It, so if the rental
1: amount looks too good to be true. It probably is. It probably, it's probably a scam.
0: All right. So we're going to listen to our sponsors once again. And when we come back, we are going to finish up with a couple more fun real estate things.
4: George Ziola is a mortgage loan originator at Hudson United Mortgage, where you'll not have to sacrifice great service for great rates. At Hudson United, George will provide you with the one-on-one service you deserve while structuring the mortgage that's best for you. With a wide range of mortgage options at competitive rates, whether it's a conventional mortgage, an FHA, VA, or USDA loan or renovation loan, George will give you personal service every step of the way and turn your home ownership dreams into a reality. George is licensed in New York and Connecticut and works with over 25 lenders to find you the best deal, one that's customized to fit your budget. George takes the guesswork out of the mortgage process, and you will be informed on the progress of your loan every step of the way. George is always available to answer any questions you may have. So what are you waiting for? Contact George now at george.zeolla at HudsonUnited.com.
0: This is Rachel Heiss, Branch Manager of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Are you looking for your dream home? then choose the best, where we pride ourselves on making your dreams a reality. Our professional agents really listen to your wants and needs and deliver using the latest technology combined with good old-fashioned service. Visit RandRealty.com for more information.
3: Hi, this is Liz Ridgway, a licensed real estate salesperson specializing in the Orange County, New York and Bergen, Passaic and Sussex County, New Jersey areas. I'm an expert in helping my clients find their dream home and will further assist with the best attorney, mortgage and inspector referrals to make the process a stress-free journey. I'm located out of the Goshen, New York office and my Wyckoff, New Jersey office. Visit me at lizridgway.randrealty.com and get your boxes packed.
4: If you missed the Frank Truett Show, here's what you missed.
3: I wonder if our Orange County Executive, Steve Newhouse, knows about that interview we did this morning.
1: Good morning, guys. How are you?
3: I always say, ask yourself, are you better off now than you were, you know, in 2013?
4: Absolutely. That's the the question everybody should be, is their litmus test. Or the other thing I used to say is, uh, would you hire this person to work for you?
3: Oh, that's a good one. I yeah, like Steve, you one. want to do sales for us? we got a job open <laughs> right there, actually. <laughs> yeah, I
4: mean. The Frank Truat Show, weekday mornings till 9 on WTBQ. Tune
3: into the Nonprofit Notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your Nonprofit Notebook, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. WTBQ, radio worth listening to.
2: WTBQ.
1: don't going to make this place yours. Hi, welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. This is Marsha Talbot and, and Christine Koenig. And we are both at Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. That's right.
0: And by the way, if you need to get in touch with us, maybe you're thinking of buying or selling your home or just want to uh, pick our brains about your own personal real estate stuff, you can get in touch with me at my website, Christine christinekoenig.randrealty.com. And Marcia, how about you?
1: Uh oh, she gave me the look.
0: <laughs> How about a phone number, something?
1: 258-0041. There you or go. Or you can email me at marsha.talbit at randrealty.com. All right, wonderful. I always forget that website one. I okay. think I I, I think I probably wrong on the commercial. It's term.
0: probably just marsha talbot.randrealty.com.
1: <laughs> probably that would Thank be my you. guess for you. <laughs> anyway, this morning we're gonna talk talk about I am fortunate enough, and I think anybody could probably get these, uh, I get emails from home advisor. And there's some wonderful hints. And this is six home projects that cost less than a TV.
0: I I love this article. I have to tell you, there are, and, you know, as we were talking about it, and and you'll all get to hear all the wonderful tips, but um, I said... Wow. I think there are maybe four of those I would like to do myself immediately at immediately <laughs> my house. So go ahead, go ahead.
1: So one is revamp your entryway. You know, paint your front door, put some potted plants out. You know, do the things that if you walk in, it's going to be lovely. Um, and let's see, you can spruce up your home entrance with a quick color update. Uh, a new shade will complement. You know, colors change and styles change. Right. So right. what might have that you absolutely love um, two years ago might definitely be the ones that um, really need to be changed. Yep. Anyway, some, some costs. Um, a welcome mat. I think these might be a little bit lower because they're saying $2. I no. think a new mat runs around. Ten, between 10 and 20 Yeah, for sure. Um, house numbers. Um, And that actually is really important, and that has to do with 911. So you want to make sure that the number on your house is easy to read from the street.
0: Well, and they have some really fun ones if you're like on uh, Pinterest or Etsy or, you know, anywhere on the Internet. You can get some really beautiful, like big numbers that kind of add character to your house as well as information.
1: Um, Here's another one. Uh, Porch lighting, Mm
4: -hmm. important,
1: Um, and not too expensive. You can get some decent, very decent lighting, um, you know, at the local stores. Door knockers, I must say that I don't think (laughs) that most people in our area come through the garage or the back door. And the only one who knocks on the door is somebody you don't know. I
0: know. Well, so, (laughs) and I will say this, the door knocker is the number one thing on my list because uh, I've owned my home for over six years and there's someone else's last name on my door. It's like oh, a, it's an engraved door <laughs> mm-hmm. knocker and <laughs> I just have never changed it.
1: It's so. one of those things that I always think is so funny because the, the buyer will say, I'm gonna do that immediately, and then six years later it's not I, so
0: important. <laughs> I, I still haven't done it. So I think that what I need to do is paint my door um, yes. and then put there a new go. door knocker. Front door on color it. updated.
1: Yep. There I, you go. I think that is I think that's the way to go. That's the only way I'm gonna get this door knocker off my door. Okay, so flowering plants, uh, I think we're coming towards the end of the season, but mums are great. Mums are great, and pumpkins. You, you Pumpkins have, and I saw, I saw corn
0: pu- I saw beautiful pumpkins at ShopRite. Big, beautiful pumpkins for sale for
1: $6. We also have a lot of uh, farms that sell pumpkins. We certainly do. Um,
0: sometimes those pumpkins... Are better towards like when we're not in September. Right now we're in September. You can't buy your pumpkin for carving in September, right? That whole fall experience. I feel like we have that in October. But in terms of just (laughs) decorating your steps, correct? It's pre fall. Decorate your steps. You have kids. I do. We we buy so many rounds of pumpkins in our
1: house. We paint pumpkins. We cut pumpkins. It's a it's a pumpkin bonanza. I think this one is fun. Modernize your bathroom, and we're not talking about renovation. Well, um, you know, if that needs to be done, of course, but this is not where we start by updating your paint. A new color, again, color painting is the least expensive of all the upgrades that has the biggest impact. I, I hope I said that right. I agree, though. I agree. Fresh paint makes, makes or breaks a house. So repaint. Next upgrade, your linens. Everybody leaves their towels for, not everybody, but for a long period of time. Get new towels. They're on sale. Um, Macy's. Not that this is not, a, but sometimes they have fabulous linen sales. Yeah. Um, and then there's the other st- all the home oh, yeah. home cool. stores. When you and, get your thirty
0: percent off at uh, Kohl's, you can go and get yeah all fabulous
1: linens there too. So new towels always look great, and if you need a shower curtain that's something definitely you do.
0: Absolutely. You know what I just recently changed, although uh, not quite as visible. I stopped using the plastic liners and I use washable ones now. Okay. As I'm I'm on a big kick to reduce my plastic, plastic in my house. And, and I have been for a long time. I did my solar panels so I can reduce my, um, you know, Your carbon my, po- my footprint. carbon footprint and net plastics is my next. I've been, you know, I pack the kids' lunches and I don't use plastic bags. And in terms, do you know about that one? That looks like bees. It comes from these beeswax. Oh, I have seen that. I've seen that. But what I ended up doing was just buying the reusable containers. Yes. Um, so, uh, and we've been using now the same containers for it's our third year. So I feel like if I'm going to buy something that is plastic, I want to be able to use it for a long time. So, um, anyway, that being said, in the bathroom, which is more topical, I've been using the the washable. Liners and uh, it makes me a way happier could, human. Because I'll have to get new ones now. Yeah. Anyway,
1: um, candles, That should, <laughs> in case the electricity goes off.
0: <laughs> I'm against candles in the house. And here's why um, they, as, as when you light them, they have the smoke that goes up. And then your newly painted stuff gets stained with smoke stains. So if you put the candles, they should be to look pretty. Uh, but I'm against
1: the burning of them. I'm, I'm not. Endorse. I'm not. Anyway. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's bad. their suggestion, not ours. Um, and then again, repaint your interior walls. Yep. This is a real biggie, and a, a maybe a little bit more money, but not extraordinary. Update your cabinet hardware.
0: I love this one I too. Do too. This is it, it makes the world of difference. The cab- cabinet styles from, say, 20 years ago to now, um, and not the cabinet, the wood themselves, but like just the hardware, the, the draw pulls or the, the door knobby things that go
1: on there. Is that, was that the appropriate term? I don't think it said door knobby. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> pulls and knobs. Pulls and knobs, yes. Anyway, that is if you have a kitchen that you really don't, your cabinets are in good shape, or maybe you want to paint them because they may not be. New cabinet hardware makes a major, major difference in the visuals. And it's so much fun to shop for. And it's not a great deal of money. No. It's towards the higher end of the TV. It, well, you, it, it depends depending. how many
0: cabinets that you're that you have. Yeah. But
1: um There's I, a nice picture on here. <laughs> there is a nice picture. And
0: I will say restoration hardware has beautiful ones. Um I think. Where else have I seen them at uh, Anthropology? Has really nice ones. Um, even this
1: if, is the higher end. Listen to right, her. Right. The
0: whole <laughs> fine. Even like at Home goods,
1: Restoration home goods. Hardware has. Um, don't they have an outlet in Paramus? I saw that. I online. don't know. Do they? I saw.
0: Do that tell, because I would love to out. like run down there and check out some <laughs> doorknobby things.
1: <laughs> anyway, they're showing a little bit of an upgrade kitchen For here, sure but they are. definitely rejuvenate your light fixtures that is really different because the, the bulbs have changed. Yep. So, um, and
0: the styles have changed. I would say that like the last maybe eight, nine years, there's, there's really been a, a lighting, I don't want to call it revolution, but it is certainly, um, a, a very kind of modern clean look to a lot of light fixtures mm-hmm. that used to, instead of just the ones that kind of you put up on the ceiling and, right these really you're have have not recessed not recessed correct I mean some beautiful beautiful um things that you can buy not too expensive that really change the whole dynamic of a room
1: yeah because they're st- stating again um light fixtures between eighty eight dollars and two hundred and thirty mm. give or take on i'm gonna that i'm one. gonna
0: go I'm gonna go with the, you're looking at a bigger TV for a nice fixture and you're that's be what more I'm thinking. in the four hundred five hundred yeah. i mean you you could spend thousands if you wanted but you know <laughs>
1: Right, and the other thing is, it's not as many chandeliers like right. I think is what you're you're implying. Well,
0: so, some of them. I mean, some of them are their cute drop. They're cute drop lights. Oh yeah, but they don't you can look get for, like
1: eighteen thirty chandeliers. No, not like that okay. at all. We're, we're doing this with our hands. I know it's
0: very tough when you have two people who talk with their hands hosting a radio show. <laughs>
1: clean your carpets.
0: Yep. Very inexpensive. I, I I use my 30% off Kohl's to buy a carpet cleaner and I do that often. But by the way, do you realize we've come to the end of another show? Well, thank you everybody for listening to us. I know. And come back next week for the Real Real Estate Show. Thank you for our sponsors. Yep. And uh, we'll see you next week.